Time and time again, I still get asked if I know any reputable offshore books. And I'm here to tell you after, I hope that after you listen to the conversations I have with AG week in and week out, you know that the only place to trust your money is mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. And to promo code SGP100 for new customers for a 100% deposit bonus, as well as if you need a reload for existing customers, enter promo code SGP reload for a 50% reload bonus today. We're also brought to you by Odd Shark. Get tips, picks, as well as data-driven editorial content from their supercomputer that you will not find and cannot find anywhere else. Odd Shark has some tremendous content that's coming out uh, basically daily now. Um, some great guys over there, Joe Osborne, John Campbell, um, and the whole lot of them. Um, every single one of those guys, as well as everything they have going on with their stats and kind of, um, they have basically running, ranked, uh, running things that can kind of keep track of whether it be first five innings for pitchers, uh, first quarter trends in the NFL, uh, college football, ATS, all that type of stuff. I can't say enough good things about Odd Shark to put into your tool belt for this handicapping season. And lastly, we are brought to you by BetQL, the only app that you need to outsmart Vegas. BetQL, essentially, if you need a place to put all your data, you're someone like me who can't function without a planner or you need to kind of get your thoughts together, you can't remember what you bet or what was going on that week, BetQL is the app for you. Kind of a sports insights molded in with Oddshark, molded with everything else. It's one of the best apps out there to beat Vegas. Again, go to betql.co to download the app today. Happy Friday to everyone out there. And as you can see, this is Friday and not Monday. This is the new time slot for the Inside Vegas podcast instead of your dreary Monday morning commute. Hopefully you're in a better mood for Friday. And the plan for this and why we made this time slot change was to get you ready for the weekend. Obviously, the premise of the Inside Vegas show was to take you behind professional betting and some of the brightest minds in Las Vegas, as well as social media and kind of the people in that space and how it's changed the game. Um, But Friday makes so much more sense for football season. Um, Football will always be king football content will always be king. And I know that not everyone out there is kind of the day in, day out MLB uh, grinders. And, and honestly, I mean, there's there's no much, not much more things in this world more fun uh, than betting on college football or the NFL. So this time slot switch makes a ton of sense from basically every single angle. I mean, as far as, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, future of the show type of thing, some housekeeping here, the premise of the show is not going to change. The picks, we're not going to be, we're never going to be a straight picks uh, podcast. That's not what Inside Vegas was created for. The regular show that Ron and Ron, Ryan and Sean do is going to be on the SGP, the regular feed. And that one has all your picks um, as well as Colby uh, doing the college one on their regular one. And then Colby will be kind of doing a deep dive each week on the college experience podcast. This one, we are going, let me let me alleviate some concerns here. We are going to be giving out completely free 100% picks on this podcast, uh, myself and a guest usually each and every week. Um, but it's going to be more behind the curtains. It's not just going to be, we like this um, and you know take the points or, or, or lay this and this is the pick. It's never going to be that. It's going to be a look at more of the why than the who. Um, so different handicap styles. 
some guys that are model-driven handicappers, algorithm guys, some guys that are old-school power number guys we have in the works, um, all different types of handicappers for both the NCAA season and the NFL season. And my goal is basically to give you guys, I mean, 16 weeks in, or 17 weeks in an NFL season, college football a little bit, uh, even more than that. My goal is to give you guys kind of as much of a diverse group of people as I can in different styles so that you can kind of see what works for you. And obviously, um, some of the guests that I will have on um, sell picks. Some of them are completely free. Some of them are subscription some of them are newsletter and everything in between. If you do find somebody um, that you kind of want to learn more about, please, um, as always, send me a direct message uh, online on Twitter at Christian Pina. I can definitely put you in touch with them as well as if you go to sportsgamingpodcast.com, they will always be tagged um, you know, via their Twitter or their website, whatever the case may be. Um, so you can kind of learn more about their handicapping, um, their picks and stuff like that. But again, I don't just want to you know, bring on a different handicapper each and every week and give you picks. We're going to do that. Um, but the real, you know, we want to give you the why as to, um, I think that's kind of what makes the inside Vegas podcast, uh, what it is. And it's, um, in what, you know, what's made it so popular coming into, um, the NFL season. Um, so with, with that being said for this week, I'm riding solo. Um, this week we're going to do a bunch of different things and, and talk about the NFL and NCAA season as a whole. We're going to do basically, as I touched on um, before, the why instead of the who, and then we'll follow with a couple of best bets to end the show. And then lastly, we have AG on again for his weekly segment, talking all things college football week one liability, square action, sharp action, the biggest liability, as well as NCAA futures for the house, biggest Heisman liability, biggest losses there, as well as the NCAA championship. So if you guys enjoyed the prop kind of bonanza with Monique last week, that was strictly NFL. We're going to, I'm going to break into kind of the NCAA market for a little bit here. Um, some notable differences, the MVP and the Heisman are two totally different races. They really are. Um, the Heisman is kind of everyone's favorite to bet. Um, but I think that it's one of those awards that unless you have prop swap available, I'm going to send a huge shout out to prop swap on this because I think that this is the most invaluable thing that you will kind of learn from this podcast. Prop swap is available in about, I believe 20 different States right now. Um, and so basically prop odds and Heisman odds specifically go up and down more than any set of futures in Las Vegas or, or at your sports book offshore, wherever you're betting. Uh, case in point last year, Baker Mayfield was available at 10 to one when I bet that. And I sold it to prop swap for essentially nine tenths of my, um, what my winnings would have been. What, you know, again, Mayfield was 10 to one at that time closed as obviously the favorite minus 500, whatever it was. The same thing with Bryce Love. You know, those people that had Bryce Love or Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was like minus one fifty at some different points, um, and you can sell those tickets to prop swap during the season when you feel that it's kind of peak value. Uh, so I think that the running backs. I will never bet. Let me start with this. I will not bet a running back to win the Heisman. I just feel that it's such a quarterback-driven uh, award, especially you know since again. College hasn't really made the switch over to you know a quote unquote passing league uh, like the NFL, but it's just it's that sexy position. It's the stats. It, it's everything. Uh, so I just I think that Jonathan Taylor and Bryce Love, who I want to say this, get those tickets in. If you have a, a place that that was um, you can sell your tickets to on Prop Swap, get those tickets in and get them in. Uh, you know with a pretty sizable bet because I, both of those have both those guys, Bryce Love um, and the Wisconsin running back, have huge. Jonathan Taylor, sorry, have huge, um, easy schedules. And so these markets are both going to peak. Bryce Love currently available at plus 190 at mybookie.ag and Jonathan Taylor at plus 225. That being said, um, the Heisman this year, I hate to use the term wide open because I think it's probably the most overused term. 
Um, but to me, I have to look at quarterbacks. And I think that, not to spoil anything, but AG has said that Will Greer is basically their biggest uh, liability, basically putting him down from 22 to 1 to, I believe, 12 to 1 right now at mybookie.ag. Um, Will Greer, if you're not familiar with him, the uh, quarterback who was at Florida, suspended for a year for steroid allegations, transferred to West Virginia, and was absolutely great last year. He's their biggest liability. I think that Will Greer does provide some value. Shea Patterson is going to be the one that's on everyone, you know, kind of the tip of everyone's tongue at 16 to 1. There's a lot to like about Shea Patterson at, at coming into the system at Michigan outside of, again, the system. John Harbaugh's never had this type of quarterback in his, you know, run the ball uh, system. And so I think that he, if he can provide that boost, you know, there's a lot of people, I believe Colby uh, has said multiple occasions, he feels that Michigan is a quarterback away. If Shea Patterson brings them, you know, sniffing around that college football playoff, there's a very good chance that that number will certainly shorten from 16 to 1. Um, and he has a real chance. The other one is Trace McSorley. Um, Penn State, all the stats in the world, he will be the stats guy. Um, but again, how successful will Penn State be? That remains to be seen this season. So I, I think that um, you can take a different, a couple of different quarterbacks. One that's another one that's really interesting is Herbert at uh, Oregon. Is the Phil Steele hasn't projected basically to go number one overall. Um, another Oregon quarterback, obviously showing that the path is there via Mariota. So to me, I think that running backs are what you buy if you have a prop or you have if you're overseas and you have a cash out option um, in the UK market. They offer something similar to prop swap. It's online. It's called I believe Bet Exchange or something like that. Um, those are the, the you know, wide receivers as well. Those are the positions that I would look at to sell there, and I would buy a couple of quarterbacks. Um, I, I just I think that the defensive side of the ball is going to be ruled um, by Bosa. Um, he, he could be, uh, better than his brother is the comparisons that, that are coming out of there. So to me, this is always going to be a quarterback driven kind of award. And so I would bet accordingly. The next one is the college football playoff and more specifically the NCAA, uh, Kobe likes to call it the invitational. I love that this year. It's not wide open in my estimation, in my opinion, I believe this year is Clemson. It's Alabama and it's everybody else. What is interesting is that week one on Saturday, you have Washington versus Auburn and essentially the fifth college football playoff game. Whichever team loses that game is going to basically be out of it, especially Washington. Uh, even if they run the table with that loss in the Pac-12, it's going to be very hard for them to make the playoff. Auburn, obviously, if they beat Alabama, win the SEC, they have an outside chance, but it's very likely uh, that Alabama is going to um, win the SEC is just, they're so loaded. Um, so Auburn would have to pull an absolute miracle, um, especially losing week one at Washington if they have any hope of kind of getting into the playoff. So to me, that that is the storyline of week one is kind of uh, which team will be out of it and which one will be poised. To me, the play there is, you know, everyone's going to want to bet that game, right? It's the most maybe outside of uh, the Notre Dame game. This is the most important game, the highest profile top 10 game on the slate coming into uh, this season. Um, in week one, certainly. So to me, in, unless you're okay taking a loss because both of these are lined uh, very well, I believe Washington's somewhere around uh, like 15 to one. I'm sorry, I just don't have it pulled up right now. Um, both of them are, are double digits uh, to win the national championship. I think you can place a future on both of them and whichever one wins, I think you sit in a great place, especially if it's, if it's Washington because that number with a Washington win is going to come crashing down. Um, so if you're okay taking a little bit worse of a price, worse of a price, I think that waiting and placing a future on whichever the winner of that is, um, again, because if Washington loses this game and you place a future, no matter how great that number looks, no matter how much quote unquote value, uh, that future is pretty much dead. And I think that that is kind of built into the number and why that's maybe a little bit longer than even experts are, are saying that the true number is, uh, to me in that situation. Um, and in short, I mean, 
again, that the uh, the NCAA season and their futures and their awards are a, a little bit um, less sexy, less less fun to kind of bet on. It's just there's not. I mean, outside of season win totals, um, I mean, it's just there's so much unpredictability. It's very hard to handicap the winner of the SEC, as you saw last year. Alabama, I believe, was minus three hundred shock, not winning the SEC, and still got into the playoff. Ohio State uh, did the same thing a couple of years ago. Um, so, it is. Uh, when you have committee involved, committees involved, and it's not just straight numbers like the NFL is in who wins their conference, they get into the playoffs. I, I just think there's way too much variance to feel comfortable laying a bet on any type of those futures. Um, but that being said, I do want to give out um, at least a couple of different NCAA futures that I do think provide some nice value. Um, Mountain West champion, I think that Boise State at minus 160 is very, uh, there may be even some value on that at minus 160. I know people want to bet a little to win a lot in the futures market, but to me, that value uh, is great. Uh, at minus 160 for Boise State. Boise State has a real chance to be the quote-unquote UCF Knights of this year and kind of run the table. Uh, and in turn, I think the Boise State over 10 wins at minus 110 is a uh, a very good look. Again, this this team is is more than likely going to be this version of, this year's version of UCF. Not to say that they're going to make the national title uh, playoff or anything like that. Um, and but I do think that they have a that they're going to have people talking about them again, uh, the same way that Boise did uh, a couple of years ago. The next one that I want to talk about was Nebraska. Nebraska under six and a half even. Again, these are all courtesy via mybookie.ag. Uh, obviously, with Scott Frost coming in, everyone wants to get on get on this hype train. And I'm here to tell you, this is not his team yet. They are going to be very good. And I know this is good, weird for me to say when I sit here and they're favored by, I believe, 35, whatever it is, uh, week one. They have a very easy schedule uh, in the beginning, and then it gets very, very tough. Um, and I believe, th- and this is why the, the juice is kind of lopsided as everyone is kind of piling on the over. This is not his team yet. He has not had a chance to recruit his talent, his system, everything. He's inheriting uh, the old uh, Nebraska team. Uh, and I think there's a ton of value going under six and a half wins for you, for Nebraska. If you go down their schedule, again, I know Colby uh, was with me on this one. I believe he got at six um, six wins when he kind of ran through their schedule. Um, but at the six and a half at even money, again, via mybookie.ag, I think is, is a huge advantage for the NCAA. So as we move on to the NFL side of kind of, again, the nuts and bolts, I want to take you guys into a look of kind of next level handicapping and some different tools that you can use to try to bring you know your handicapping to the next level. If you've been following me for any amount of time, and, and some people are, are going to be smiling because I think they already know where I'm going with this, the number one trend, if you will, the past couple of years that I will say is that I have noticed, um, and I've wrote, written various articles for this, um, I've been written about for kind of quote unquote coming up with this. There was an article um, of actually one of our sponsors, Odd Shark, that detail it that wrote this up in detail. I'm going to talk about the fact that the spread is dead. And what do I mean by that? Basically, if you look through uh, the record books and, and you put up the spread against the outcome of an NFL game, and again, this is only the NFL, the NCAA, this does not apply to in the slightest. And the points are much more valuable in the NCAA. Um, but what this means is, basically, if a favorite wins, they cover the spread. And if an underdog covers, they win outright. And when I say this number, I've just looked this up for this past season. It's going to astound you. 82% of the time over the last three years, it's about 75% beyond that. Uh, ex- um, prov- if you uh, bring that out, extrapolate that out or whatever. And I know it's going to, the old school handicappers are going to say that's a short, that's a short term sample size. You can't go by that. I'm not telling you to throw out the spread, but I'm going to read you some numbers here. And I really think that uh, it's absolutely incredible. If a team wins straight up 
they cover. So a favorite covering and winning out rate was 91 in 10. Since two, again, 90% since 2016. The average since 2006, bringing this all the way out, is 83%. So if, you, if you're inclined to play money line parlays, if you're inclined to uh, you know, play tease dogs up, there is a ton of data out there that says play it, uh, basically play it um, as the spread. Um, underdogs that win straight up. So obviously, if an underdog wins straight up, they cover the spread. 46, 10, and 1 since 2016, 83%. This one, this is the one that's very much different. The average since 2006, 67%. Absolutely crazy. Um, and so I, I wrote about this again a, a couple of years ago on uh, SGP, on Odd Shark, and all this. And people would say it's going to regress, this and that. The number one thing you need to do is handicap the winner. Okay. Throw the spread out of it. I really do. Um, the way that I kind of take this trend is I block out the spreads when I look at every single matchup and I pick my a key number in my head, either three, seven, 10, or 14. And I have a number that I'm comfortable laying if it's a favorite or, you know, I mean, you can obviously tell it's going to be a favorite between two teams before you look at the line. Uh, and that's if I have a, if I say seven and it's a three, three and a half, four, five. I'm comfortable with it because yes, while getting the best of the number matters and this matters so much more in college football than it does in the NFL. What this is saying is since 2016, basically nine, eight and a half out of, basically I'll, I'll even drop the, the 5% out of there. So I will say this two times a week, two to three times a week, the spread is going to matter. The spread is going to come into it. Either a dog will cover, but not win, but a favorite will win and not cover. And people just have not caught on to this. They really haven't. Uh, you can go and you can backtrack this, back back test this all the way through. Basically, it's two to three games per week. The last uh, last was last season. A couple of them had four, uh, and the and the season before that, 2017 season, was literally nine out of ten games the whole way through. And for some, where this comes in, you kind of make money on this. What I'm going to say is this: teasers are going to cost you money if you do this theory because obviously with a two team six point teaser, you get minus one ten. If you put those two uh into a parlay, you're going to get your four and a half to one. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to bet parlays and bet teasers and all this. I'm just telling you the facts here that it, it's more profitable if you believe in this theory uh that's been proven to be true to do it the the quote unquote old fashioned way. The second thing is if you're if you're living in Las Vegas, uh you'll have a book that offers some type of exotic uh sports book bets. Pleasers, which are reverse teasers. Uh, basically, obviously, you're getting six points in your favor. If you uh, tease a six-point favorite down, you're getting them as a pick. What that does is you have to lay 12 points. There's alternative spreads always available on mybookie.ag, uh, as well as various different offshore books. Um, sometimes Vegas will have them. Sometimes they won't. They have them for primetime games, uh, but it's always kind of hit or miss there. Uh, so I just, uh, again, this is, it's been tried and true. Um, and again, I know the the old school guys are going to hate this and say that you have to trust your numbers and only because it's, you know, again, 2006. 67% for dogs, that's not great. But since 2016, again, the last three years, 83%. Favorites, um, 81% since 2006, and they were 85% since then, um, 45 and 10 and 4. So it's just absolutely crazy. Um, the spread is not mattering. And my take on this is basically the NFL does not have parity. The great teams are good. They're very good. The bad teams are very bad, and there's a huge disparity, and the market's not accounting for it. 
Uh, you know, I mean, case in point, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to this later, but the Browns laying five at this point to Pittsburgh because of hard knocks and all this stuff. It's pick the team to win and try it for a week. If it doesn't work for you and, and you find that it's absolutely useless, that's fine. I'm here to tell you, it's been a huge money-making tool to kind of get outside your own head. You don't want to take five, you don't want to lay five, six, seven points in divisions, all this type of stuff. It hasn't mattered. The next one I want to touch on is the how to use season win totals to kind of um, back your bets a little bit. If you haven't noticed, Vegas is very good at, at what they do, right? They're very good at their line making and season win totals. I will never understand how uh, through an NBA season, they are so good that it literally comes down to the last game in an, in an uh, 82 game NBA season or 162 game baseball season or a 17 game football season. They are so good at projecting out a team's final record at the end of 16 games, it is unbelievable. And so I think it's a huge advantage to kind of use that against them and look through this and see, you know, if they have, you know, use the biggest ones and the smallest ones and use those in, you know, your money lines. Again, if you don't think this, if you subscribe like me and not believe the spread's going to matter, obvious winning situations um, I think that there's value in, you know, either taking the peace of mind in the money line parlay situation, you know, New England, the highest one, Green Bay, another one, Pittsburgh, another one. I've written this up in an article um, for SGP at the beginning of last year when I talked about the definitive guide to 2017 handicapping, um, which I will, um, this is basically the audio version of uh, the new and updated version of that written article from last year. Uh, it's a huge you know, if there's, if the, you know, let's pick a team. If Miami, if Buffalo is projected to win six games this upcoming season, and with two game, if with two games left, they are at four, chances are pretty good that they're, they're going to be in and winning the last two. They're just, Vegas is rarely off, rarely off by two, three, four, five games. Um, so I think it's a great way to kind of use your money line parlays as well. Um, touchdowns, you know, two, two minus sevens will get you about minus 115. And I think that if you don't subscribe, if you don't believe that you want to get, you know, kind of peace of mind and not have to lay about wearing a t or worry about laying a touchdown. Uh, I think that using those are, are great uh, indicators of how a team is projected to do in the uh, upcoming season. Case in point, Green Bay, New England, Pittsburgh, uh, and on down the line with the good teams and case in point, the bad teams, uh, Buffalo, Miami, Tampa, all these teams are, they're going to be right around their season win total. So I think that right around the week eight mark is a great way to kind of check yourself and see, not even check yourself, but check where these teams are at, are at in relation to their season win totals uh, and see, and if you can pick out some spots um, that bookmakers obviously expect them, uh, if they're going to be, you know, if they're favored to win two games, two more games than they're on pace for, um, and they're an underdog in all of them, you know, there's probably a situation for calling for a money line because I'm telling you, Vegas is very good at this and most teams are going to be within one to two games of their season win total. It's just, it's been proven, tried and true um, over and over and over again. The next one is Wong teasers. If you're not familiar with Wong teasers, let me give you a little background. There was a guy, I forget his first name, honestly. Um, his last name was Wong, if you, if you couldn't guess it. These are also called basic teasers. Basically, you take a team that is uh, getting two and a half points at home um, and you bring that up to eight and a half is the first one. And what that does is it basically gives you two scores, right? Um, because you, you're getting the plus three and you're getting the plus seven, which traditionally has been the most profitable teaser uh, on in the history of teasers. Um, 
they have been tried and true. I played them. I play them basically every single week when someone when they apply. Um, there's different kind of people have kind of tried to build on these and put some different things on these. Um, there's. Eh, his name was Stanford Wong. I just looked it up. Sorry. I wrote a book called Sparks, uh, Sharp Sports Betting. And it, again, it's just for whatever reason, he figured this out long before books caught on. And this is kind of the reason for uh, teaser protection. If you're not familiar with that is, uh, you obviously haven't been betting on shore very long, but when you can get to two scores, um, teasing up through that, it is proven to be very profitable. I'm going to give you the five points to kind of maximize your return um, using the long teasers. And again, if you need to rewind this, feel free to do so. Play only six or six and a half point teasers in games with a total of 49 or less. You have to play as close to kickoff as possible. The next one, tease home favorites of seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, or nine points down. Tease home underdogs of one, one and a half, two, or two and a half points up. Again, that's what I was just speaking of. And tease road underdogs of one, a half, two, or two and a half up. So one, one and a half, two, or two and a half up road underdogs. Traditionally, this has hit uh, basically above uh, 77% dating back, God, about 10 years now. Um, and again, this is, you need about 73% to, um, be profitable if you only were in theory betting teasers. Um, I think that uh, these are again. I don't know if I if I get every single theory that's been out there. There's a ton of literature on why this matters. Uh, it's been proven to work, and I think that until it uh, stops being pro profitable, it's something that you should incorporate and at least look at. Again, these are all just tools. Try them, see what works for you, see what doesn't, but at least give them a little bit of time um, to account for variance. Don't play them once, uh, and, and you know if it has a bad week. Um, you know, get off the bandwagon. I'm here to tell you it was very successful last season as well. Finally, uh, the type of different handicapper that you are, I think is, you know, you, that's something that you need to feel much like anything in life that you do, right? You need to figure out what works for you. I'm going to have different handicappers on um, during the season to talk about uh, modeling guys, uh, algorithms. Um, I'm going to do old school power ranking guys from Vegas, guys that have been doing this for 30 years that basically disagree with everything that I just said. But I think it's important to get their point of view because even if you disagree, you can learn so much from just a different point of view. Um, so again, all algorithm, model, old school power ranking guys, guys that don't look at numbers at all. They watch film for 60 hours a week and go to and make a, they have a, you know, a power number, a key number, go up there and they'll lay their bet down. It's going to be a, a great guest audio that I, I want to talk um, to about. I think you guys will really enjoy that, that particular handicapper. Um, and then there's the guys that kind of, the um, guys that just play props, which I think are is kind of the new wave. I think that it's kind of the DFS crowd and the fantasy crowd and kind of what that's brought to the table. I think that props are very underutilized and they are probably one of the best, you know, have the biggest edges in the market today that I think people maybe aren't paying as much attention to as they need to. And finally, we're going to talk about NFL DF, talk with some NFL DFS guys as well. I play this professionally uh, that do this and show the differences between DFS in the NFL and professional betting because they are very, very different, but there are so many parallels. And that's some of the stuff that's coming up on the NCAA uh, 2018 NCAA and the NFL season. Uh, but for now, let's go over to the conversation with AG to talk all things professional 
uh, square, sharp, and liability for the NCAA season, and specifically week one. Hope you guys enjoy it. And now joining me on the Inside Vegas podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network for the second time is AG of MyBookie.ag. Again, head odds maker and head head risk manager. Wears a lot of hats over there. AG, how was your week for the last week of preseason? Anything of note over there? Handles still low and everything going on with the NFL? Yeah, we're, we're grinding away hard right now. Our handle is picking up considerably as we get closer to the start of the NFL season. Uh, we Absolutely. expect it to continue like that uh, right up until kickoff. As it should. So we touched on the NFL in the first uh, episode of our installment. So this year, this week, we're going to switch over to the college side. Um, and at the end, we'll do college week one for professional and um, recreational as well as some liability stuff. But I wanted to kind of give people um, some of the college side of the futures market. Um, last week, again, was just the NFL. So let's start off with Heisman um, and kind of the liability for the house on that end for everyone's favorite college football bet. So uh, this is actually a great market for us in that almost every runner is a winner. Uh, that tends to happen when you have a large amount of competitors in any bet. Uh, the way that juice works out, it's, it's rather favorable to us. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're going to win on everyone, though. So Dwayne Haskins at 16 to 1 out of Ohio State is our biggest loss. Uh, hopefully with Urban Meyer out for a few games, uh, it slows him down a bit in his progress and saves us from an ugly loss there. Uh, and then that's followed up by Will Greer of West Virginia. Uh, people are playing him heavily at 20 to 1. Uh, it's actually been pushed all the way down to 12 to 1 now because of the action that's come in on him. Yeah, definitely. And again, if, for anyone that's not remembering him, he was at Florida, got kicked. I mean, was absolutely on fire, kicked out for steroids, transferred out to West Virginia uh, and was great and has been talked about as, you know, potentially the number one quarterback taken uh, in the draft this year. Um, so that, that liability, I, I can certainly understand. And to me, it's one of those awards that I, I personally kind of only play quarterbacks. I just think it's such a quarterback driven award. And, and I know a couple Alabama running backs and down the line and, and Woodson really being the only defensive back, um, to kind of win that. So that certainly is, is understandable for the Heisman, um, expected loss on Will Greer and Haskins. I think Haskins is more of, um, just the Ohio state kind of, um, flavor i wanted to the one i wanted to ask you about is shea patterson at michigan if there was anything special um regarding his liability a lot of people very high on him and him bringing an element to michigan that hasn't been seen there really in forever and especially under uh harbaugh so he's at 12 to 1 right now and he's actually a winner for us so he's been played a little bit but with all the action on all the other runners uh he's looking good for us so we, we would take shea patterson uh over haskins or greer uh, in a heartbeat Absolutely. All right. So let's go into the NCAA uh, college football playoff and especially the, um, I know you guys have all kinds of props again, my bookie AG, the uh, absolute king when it comes to kind of prop, um, you know, different ways to bet the same bet, if that makes sense and uh, exact matchups who will make the college football playoff. Um, so let's start with this and kind of, you have um, just to make the playoffs, obviously Alabama at minus 330, Clemson minus 280, Ohio State minus 150, um, Georgia plus 140, Washington plus 220. And I'll touch on Michigan, just going to go of people are going to want to know that one at plus 250 um not to win but just to make the playoffs anything of note there that's either been bet um by professionals recreational or in terms of liability the action's fairly balanced across the board on all the teams to make the playoffs or to not make the playoffs all right, so let's switch over finally to the to win the NCAA National Championship this year. I'm going to pull this up. Again, always 
courtesy of mybookie.ag. Is there um, is there a thought process among professionals or recreational that they look for the long shots? I, I know the public loves to bet a little to win a lot, but when we look down this line to win the national championship, Alabama plus 170, Clemson plus 350, uh, and all down the line, Georgia plus 550, and I'm trying to find um, Ohio State in alphabetical order. It's plus, it is 550. plus 550. Yep. Anything of note here that's come either from a long shot down the line um, or is it kind of um, shock to me? This seems like a chalk year. It's kind of Clemson and Alabama and then everyone else. Is that kind of what you're seeing on your end in terms of liability or professional and square? That's action? exactly what it is. And no one's betting Clemson or Alabama either because the chalk is so high on it. Actually, Alabama is our biggest winner in the entire market. Wow, that's crazy. You know, kind of opposite of what you would think in that, you know, I would think that every uh, kind of recreational better would, you know, at least put a little something on Alabama knowing that that market will at least shorten. Well, for whatever reason, they don't want to get the $170 on their 100 for probably the best chance to actually win. But uh, as you know, with recreational betters, uh, they want the big payday, you know, uh, buying your Lamborghini. <laughs> is there anyone of note that's kind of a, a significant liability in the long shot mar- shot? If I could talk long shot market, you know, say maybe ten to one or above. That's of note. Uh, most of our big issues are with hundred and one and up. So Kansas at three hundred one is ugly for us. So thankfully, that's not. Tennessee at four hundred to one again, not the greatest result for us if it happens, but happening or you know about four hundred to one. So we're not overly concerned about yeah, it. That I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't sweat that one too much. The one again, I do want to ask you about is um, Michigan, just because I think that there's always uh, the Harbaugh factor in um, you know alumni, whatever the case may be. These schools always seem to get bet, you know, regardless of uh, the talent level and if it's really there or not. Um, is there any um, any increased liability on Michigan more than normal? Again, I know that me and you have talked about the the premium that you have to pay, and rightfully so, to back teams. You know, the Patriots, the Cubs. Uh, Alabama and and so on and so forth. I would even put Ohio State and Michigan in that list. Is there any increased liability more than normal on Michigan or Ohio State? Fairly spread out. Uh, in the state of Michigan, we don't want Michigan State to win, but the Wolverines can go ahead and take the time. They're <laughs> 10 to 1. That's where most of the action has come in with Michigan State at 5 to 1. Uh, people are deciding that route if you want to back a team from that conference. Uh, Wisconsin is actually our biggest concern. In Wisconsin, we have a 12 to 1, and that's what people are choosing to back. Yeah, that one makes a ton of sense. Obviously, with their Heisman front runner, I think that that there could be a, there could be a scare at the shop for Wisconsin. So let's move right along and let's go into the college football week one. Um, and just anything of note that is professional versus um, square, I would go on out on a limb and say the price drop in Northwestern is probably due to that, as well as Tulane um, for the kickoff on Thursday. Anything? Um, is, am I correct in that or anything else um, that's come down that is uh, looking to be you No, know, it's just very tempting to say that these sides that we need the most are the professional ones so that people will follow us and come in and bet them. <laughs> so, so with that said, uh, Connecticut plus 23 is a uh, very popular amongst the sharks. Really interesting. Okay. So let's move on to the NFL week one, August 31st. Um, obviously a ton of game or, you know, five games here. Um, anything of note here, a lot of chalk on the board. Um, I was reading some things from Chris Andrews down at the South point in Las Vegas said that he took a $20,000 parlay on Wisconsin minus 36, uh, and Michigan state minus 24, about 72 points in juice there. Um, anything of note in that second wave of the kickoff? Well, Michigan state at minus 23 and a half is the most popular bet on Friday. Uh, it's most likely being used in teasers and parlays because, well, of course, minus 23 and a half. Why wouldn't they cover it? Washington versus Auburn is very popular. Uh, 
people are playing Auburn at minus one and a half. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to pick out anything else that I've kind of noticed of of some serious line movement. Um, the, that's about it for um, college week one. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about was the fallout of since the last time we talked with Urban Meyer, obviously being suspended for uh, really nothing. Um, the three games that he misses won't matter. He'll be back um, for the Big Ten play. Um, a couple of things that were kind of dropped and then rectified. TCU got, um, I believe it was a two, about a two-point um, swing. Is there anything, um, I know Ohio State was kind of off the board to win the Big Ten for a little bit while they were dealing with the Meyer situation. Anything kind of changed of note since his reinstatement, or at least knowing when he will be back for the well, upcoming season? Minus 38 and a half in week one versus Oregon State. So Meyer not being there uh, is really clearly not a concern amongst bookmakers or gamblers because Ohio State is being backed heavily. No respect for the Beavers. Very sad. <laughs> Hear that? Make an inappropriate joke that clearly people in Ohio State don't respect the Beavers as a general rule. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of things that do get respect in Ohio these days. And so Meyer, I mean, the, the biggest change was our odds for him to be fired. We had to move them from three to one to ten to one because clearly he's sticking around for a long stretch. The Odds to win the Big Ten didn't change much. Um, as you stated, the odds to win the national championship are plus 550. So Meyer being out for those three games has had little to no effect on the lines. Makes a ton of sense. And, and again, they, Ohio State certainly did themselves a favor and not really uh, costing themselves anything. Um, I heard that Meyer was looking to fight this, and I think he's just kind of going to take keep the couple of layups. I think that staff will be fine. But it'll be interesting to see kind of what, uh, what happens in terms of coaching turmoil this year for Ohio State. You know, by the time he gets back is really when the, their season will really start there. Um, again, Iggy, I want to uh, just to do this one quickly. I, I can't thank you enough for for taking the time. Anything of note that you want to kind of put out there for college week one? I'm going to go over uh, all the reload bonuses and everything that you guys have over there uh, with the Sports Gaming Podcast uh, right after this. But anything um, of note for for uh, people looking to get down for the college season uh, on college week one? Yeah, I highly recommend they sign up at mybookie.ag. We have the highest limits around. And uh, once they've signed up and deposited, go ahead and bet every single game on the board. I find that that is the most successful strategy that the person can employ to be successful. <laughs> I'll echo those. And again, for new customers, promo code SGP100 for a 100% deposit bonus. And for existing customers, SGP Reload, 50% deposit bonus today. Again, AG, thank you so much. And we will talk NFL Week 1 finally here uh, the next time that we talk for next week. Yeah, until next week, I'm looking forward to it.